spin. Where did you dig up that old fossil? Going to Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. That's not a moment. We're all fine here now, thank you. How are you? Welcome to the Star Wars Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. And we've been so busy this week getting ready for our classes that I completely forgot to watch Solo. Uh, so I apologize for that. I, that's okay. Uh, yes, I did. Oh, shit. Okay, sorry. But that's all right. Damn it. But 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 I still think we need to live stream it. Oh, okay. We can do that. I think sure. we need to. I think, I think we have to do it that way. Because there's certain things. Like, the problem is if you're talking about something you've done... Then you're trying to remember things, and we're terrible at that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we and when you're doing a podcast, you can never remember the things you want to remember because you're doing a podcast. Right. So I think it'd be better. We should stream it. Oh, now I have to figure that out. Okay. <laughs> the logistics of streaming. Well, that, it. well, it shouldn't be that hard. Well, the the issue kind of goes around copyright and whether or not we can stream a movie in that way, like live stream it. We could share a screen on Teams if we log into Netflix on <laughs> No, no, actually it won't work with Netflix. I don't know about Disney Plus, no. but Netflix definitely, whenever you try to do any kind of screen sharing software, it will not work. The same thing that happens when you hook it up to a projector. Have you ever tried doing that in class? No, I never have. I, I have tried like showing clips from a Netflix movie instead of finding, sometimes when you look on YouTube, the, the right clip isn't there and you have to actually look into the, into the actual movie to find the right scene. So I tried doing that for something, I don't remember what, and when I tried hooking in the projector, like it was showing up fine on my screen, when I plugged in the projector, it would not work for Netflix. And that's because they do not want you showing this movie to an audience. Like they have all these kind of safeguards in place you cannot somehow profit off of of showing one of their movies to an audience. So that I think that might be the case for Disney Plus as well, but we'll see, I'll work it out, I'll figure out how to do it. Um, and uh, I, I do want to learn more about live streaming, and I've been looking into that for my kids who want to do video game videos. Uh, so I've been trying to kind of research a little bit and, and testing out some stuff, but I haven't really gotten into it. I just thought of something. What if we were to both... Okay, so we both start the solo movie at the same time on Netflix on each of our laptops. Is, is it on Netflix, by the way? Is it still on Netflix? Oh, probably Disney Plus now. Let me, let me see. Let me see. All right. Go ahead. Say what you were going to say. And then if we watched it at the same time, then we could comment on it at the same time that we uh, that we could not get the audio from the movie. That's the only downside of doing it that way. Or we put it on our TVs and record our podcast and you can hear it in the background. No, Solo is not on Netflix anymore. Um, the reason the reason I asked that is because I know that Netflix has a feature called the watch along. Which right. uh, you can, in, in, as many, I don't know how, if there's a limit to how many people can watch it with you, but you can actually watch a movie with a bunch of people online um, as long as everybody's got a Netflix account, right? So right. so maybe we can record that part of it. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll play around with that, figure it out, and then maybe once we figure it out, maybe we could just do that with every Star Wars movie from now on. Well, you like to have the audio, you like to hear the audio kind of quiet in the background at the same time, but that might, but that part might not be possible. Yeah. We'll I test guess we'll it see. Unless, and, and but as I was saying, if we turned it on, if if one of us had the TV on in the room, then the mic would pick up that in the back. <laughs> I could mic the TV. I could I could connect the input. Uh, and, that seems like too, yeah, too much work. <laughs> now, and and by the way, somebody somebody who's li- someone listening to this might know what the solution to our our woes might sure. be. The easy solution. So if somebody knows. Let us know. Uh, in the meantime, I have some Star Wars clickbait to talk about this week. Ojaba. What? How? What are you talking about? Huh? What? Goodness gracious me. 
This one comes from uh, CNET.com. And actually, actually, of course, I found it through um, through the our favorite uh, Flipboard app. Um, and this one is actually the case. Okay, so this is what we have in the headline. The Mandalorian Season 2, colon, everything we know about Baby Yoda's return. Okay. So based on that article, based on the headline, what do you suppose the article's about? Uh, that Baby Yoda is coming back. I've, my guess is that's their big news. Yeah, well, pretty much. So this it's actually not a bad like article in the way that it does kind of run down everything that we know about the Mandalorian. And there's actually stuff in here that we missed. For example, um, uh, we know the um, oh they still haven't confirmed Rosario Dawson. Um, well, the one thing we haven't talked about is Katie Sackhoff coming back. Uh, Katie Sackhoff, of course, she's best known probably for Battlestar Galactica, I want to say. But um, she also played uh, Bo-Katan Kreis, Kreis, a Mandalorian war warrior. She voiced in the Clone Wars and Rebels and who was a part in the last uh, arc of the Clone Wars with all that Mandalorian stuff. Um, so she's going to be in the, um, in the Mandalorian. And then it kind of runs down all the different people, Michael Bain, um, people who are coming in to play different roles. Uh, what's the guy from um, the guy from that movie about the uh, sheriff? The TV show about the sheriff? I'm blanking. Say, say that again, oh, Tim though. Timothy Oliphant. Sorry, Timothy oh, Oliphant. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Right. Justified. Yeah, Justified. Yeah, 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 justified. yeah, yeah. Sorry. It <laughs> just took, took... Oh, and Deadwood, another show. Yes. Where, he, where he's just the same character except... Back in time. This piece, yeah, this piece says um, that uh, he is not expected to play Boba Fett, but he's just the guy who's got Boba Fett's armor, as hinted at in the aftermath. Now, the funny thing about this, and then, of course, uh, Rob, apparently Robert Rodriguez is uh, is interested. He's going to be directing at least one of the episodes, which I didn't know, which I'm excited about because he's a great director. And there's a shot of him with Baby Yoda. There's a tweet from him saying, I'm truly humbled to say I now have the very, very, the very rare privilege of directing the biggest star in the universe. And he shows it's him with Baby Yoda. So that is the only mention of Baby Yoda in this entire freaking article Nothing else. It runs through all the stuff we hear, we've heard about, the rumors, everything about Mandalorian, and no mention of what's going to happen to Baby Yoda. So, no, they do not uh, tell us what's happening to Baby Yoda because um, they don't know anything. Nobody knows anything about the story. It's a deceptive – that's what makes it clickbait. Exactly. It promises more than it delivers. Now, they are – they're probably thinking about their, their being clever, saying the Mandalorian Season 2 is synonymous with Baby Yoda's return. That's kind of what they're getting at. So right. everything we know about that season, which is also Baby Yoda's return. But there's nothing in this piece that talks about anything having to do with what, what's going to happen to Baby Yoda. So I thought that was a bit misleading. It and is. Therefore, clickbait, and therefore we're going to talk about it on the podcast. Now, we are just uh, – I think we're a bit uh, under two months away from – from the return of the Mandalorian, yeah, um, I have not started rewatching it yet, which I will start it first. Although I have the boys to get through, the boys is dropping next week, so I'm going to be. Oh, like, is that next of, week? Yeah, so I, I yep. really like. I'm going to watch that, and that one you said only that one released. episode at a time, right? Weekly, so, so that's that's won't take you long. <laughs> Unfortunately, It'll take you one hour. <laughs> but that's going to be like. <laughs> but the Mandalorian is also being dropped one episode at a time, yeah. right? That's yeah. going to be the same thing. So we'll be back into kind of a weekly watching schedule with those two shows. Um, and I'm excited about both of them. Oh yeah, I'm I'm so pumped for the Mandalorian. And but and I've seen may and this might be on your clickbait list. I don't know, but I've seen tons of stuff um, saying, "Oh, the Mandalorian trailer is tomorrow," as in, oh no no no, as as in that was a month ago. The oh. Mandalorian trailer is tomorrow. Oh no no. Then there's another one. No no no, it's tomorrow. No no no. no. 
it's tomorrow as we're going through time there's a whole lot of websites guessing that uh that it's going to be tomorrow and that already months have gone by since they've been started to guess that so but i think i i imagine we would we would see a mandalorian trailer within the next month has to yeah you you want to take a guess as to exactly when you want to be more specific on that september 1st you think why why september 1st i just think uh what, what what's the date the mandalorian comes out october beginning of october yeah, beginning of October. I think a month before it comes out is exactly one month before. Yeah, okay, whatever the actual date is, I don't know. Yeah, that, that, I think that that I agree with that. I think that's a that's a pretty safe bet. So we may see it next week, actually. So that we might have something to talk it about. Might be next tomorrow. Week. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it always it always happens. Whenever we record yeah. the podcast, in the time between I recording and then me getting it up, something happens that makes our podcast obsolete. It's just the nature of, of the beast. Yeah. So or, or it happens will... on the weekend when it's harder to when when we're not sort of hunkered down to a schedule, which makes it harder. Yeah. Exactly. Oh well, well, I'm excited to see that. Hopefully, when it happens, we'll of course uh, maybe we'll do a quick uh, reaction episode. Uh, like we have in the past for various trailers for the movies. We used to do that for um, for The Force Awakens and stuff like that. So maybe we'll do that. Maybe when it drops, we'll just quickly come on and, and make a really quick uh, episode just kind of reacting to what we see. That sounds good. Uh, another story here. This is not necessarily clickbait. Just the first one was. But I thought you might be interested in this. Adidas is dropping a Boba Fett sneaker to celebrate the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back. I saw and that you are, one. You are, you're not a sneakerhead necessarily, but you've got some cool sneakers in your collection. I do, but I, my terrible news from this summer is my uh, my my fun sneaker days may be over because my, an- my ankles started to just ache. I was like, these are the sort, and I do lots of walking. So I yeah. went to our friends at Canadian Footwear, and the woman looked at my Avengers shoes and was like, those are why your ankles hurt. I went, no, <laughs> I cried. It's inevitable. It is yeah. inevitable, Kenton. I know. It's, it's inevitable. It's a reference to the Avengers. So then she gave me new shoes which, without any cartoon characters associated what? with them. And, How? And, what? I, and I walked around the store in them, and I had to admit that they were about a thousand times more comfortable. So I was like, How dare Canadian footwear sell shoes without cartoon characters on them for my, adults? My days of wearing uh, superhero and Star Wars branded sneakers may be over. Oh no! I'm too well. I'm I'm an old man anyway, so probably You're too old for that. Pro, well, probably it's for the best. On a I number think of fronts. Cool. On a number of they're, fronts. They come in like a cool box. And yeah. Oh, well, they look super cool. Yeah, no doubt about you it. You saw the you saw the article. I did. About it? Yeah, I did. Of course, yeah. I and still. They're, high, they're high tops. They're high tops. Maybe yeah. that'll give you more ankle support. Uh, I think it, if you saw the shoes I now wear, they're like a Herman Munster. They're like monsters. <laughs> <laughs> they're huge. Like, are they like moon boots or like Napoleon Dynamite moon boots? Is the, that what you got on? They're the shoe version of moon boots. And I can actually <laughs> say, okay, so I'm not the t- I'm, I'm like 5'10", maybe 5'10", all right? So I'm not I'm not a six-foot tall man by any stretch. Uh, if I go down the stairs, uh, my basement stairs in socks, no problem. If I wear those shoes, my, my head hits the piece of wood down <laughs> at the bottom. So they raise me enough to make, to make right my on. head hit things. Yeah, you're taller. Yeah, so I might have uh, more head injuries <laughs> with these new shoes. Now it comes with these little things on the side. Oh, they're lace tie, they're lace holders. Wow. Yes, I know. They're these pretty little cool. la- la- lace holders that say Boba Fett on them. That's pretty neat. I mean, I I would love to have a, a pair of these. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, good luck. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to find it in my size. Thirteen is hard to find in most shoes. So, 
but yeah, I thought it was kind of neat. Boba Fett sneakers. I'm sure that uh, they'll sell a lot of those. You know who get those gets those in? Royal Sports in Winnipeg. Yeah. They never sell them. The funny thing is they get them all in, but nobody like the collector like the collectors of that stuff in Winnipeg aren't. I don't think there's many of them because I'll go there months after they've been released and they're just sitting there. Like I got my David Bowie sneakers. Like people were like, they are impossible to find. And I walked in there and they had every single pair of David Bowie shoes in every single size kind of thing. So I was like, okay, so if you really want those Boba Fett shoes, my guess is they will have them at Royal Sports on uh, Pemina. Royal Sports is also a sports shop that sells sporting goods. Yeah. And uh, that's not the same audience that wants uh, Star Wars sneakers. No, but so. <laughs> they have they have what maybe the one of the coolest sneaker selections in town and socks. Mm. Like that like the Star Wars socks are there. Like there's some there's oh and watches. Lots of super cool Star Wars watches. I've okay. I've had some cool Star Wars watches in my time and they've all stopped working ultimately, just like every watch, I guess. <laughs> But they have all of I that guess. stuff. It's pretty good, actually. But okay. yeah, you're right. The sports fans that go in there are probably that's pro- well. It, they don't it, want what's that. What's weird stuff. is because it's also yeah. a skateboard shop, and I would think yeah. that there's some crossover between the skateboarding um, enthusiasts and Star Wars. Like a lot of my friends who've been skateboarders are also Star Wars fans. So I don't know. It's weird that they would maybe they just order a lot of it and they uh, they don't sell it out. Yeah. So next one I have here coming off the rumor mill, the Star Wars rumor mill. So this is. Unconfirmed, completely unconfirmed, but I thought it was interesting. We should take a look at it. Uh, the Clone Wars character rumored to play a major role in Obi-Wan Kenobi series. So we know that, based on, I think this might still be a rumor, but I don't know if it's been confirmed or not, Tamira Morrison, who played Jango Fett in the prequels, and who all the, all the clone troopers are based on because they're all clones of him, um, so they all look like him. Um, he was rumored to come back to The Mandalorian, uh, has that been confirmed at all, or is I, that still? I think it's as good as done. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't know if Star Wars ever confirmed it, but right. it certainly but they don't was ever. there. But I, usually, if it ends up in something like Variety or Hollywood Reporter, then you can. Uh, that, we're getting closer to the truth, sort of thing. Not that things can't change. Of course, they can. But I think that was one of those, and I think so was uh, Rosario Dawson. As, as Ahsoka. Ahsoka, like that's. Yeah. A very, I'm sorry, we know that. I wish, I kind of, yeah, I kind of wish that was a surprise because it would have blown people away. Right. But I, they will. Rosario be, Dawson yeah. more so than than Tamir Morrison. You right. know that if they're going to have anybody play the clones in real life, it's going to be him, right? Right. And of course, in the Mandalorian, now he's aged just as much as the as the clones would have in that 20 year time span. Uh, um, although I, maybe they'll be do a little bit of the face kind of young youth uh, fountain of youth kind of software they used for. Um, for uh, Sam Jackson in uh, Captain Marvel, that kind of stuff. Um, because this one, he says they're saying he will, he may also be in the Obi-Wan series as Commander Cody or Rex or any one of a number of clones that could be in there, right? Any clones that still are alive after the end of Revenge of the Sith, he would play that person. And there's like, substantial rumors that say um, he will be in that. Yeah, uh, I think that's good. I, I, I... I welcome his return to the Star Wars franchise. I think yeah. I think uh, it's kind of cool that uh, it, he's sort of take. There's been all this time when he hasn't been in it, and then he's suddenly back. That's great. I love it when stuff when they do stuff like that. I was also going to say, you know what, people are going to be surprised about. We know that, but what uh, what I'd love to see is Jason Schwartzman walk onto the show as Ezra. Jason Schwartzman, you think he would be Ezra? Yeah, I think it's got to <laughs> be. 
That's who I want. And he'll uh, he'll bring his sarcastic sort of camera winking character. No, I, I last time I saw him, I just recently watched uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, so that's the, that's what I have in my head right now. When you think Jason Schwartzman, and he's very sarcastic yeah. and very snarky, and I don't know that that's as <laughs> no, he's not. And of course, I'm joking. But at the same time, uh, one of my favorite movies of all time is Rushmore with uh, Jason oh, yeah. Schwartzman and Bill Murray. And yeah. wouldn't wouldn't that be fun if Bill Murray could be a Kanan? And uh, Schwartzman <laughs> could be Ezra, and they could well, ooh, they could bend each other's bicycles, <laughs> play pranks on each other. No, I would I would fully expect if Kanan were to make although uh, didn't he die in Rebels? I think he died. Um, did he? Oh, uh, did he? If, I think he died. Yeah. Oh, in, in I think Rebels. you're spoiler alert. Well, he was blinded at first, and so I forgot. That. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot about the other part. Ever, but that, that being said, he probably could show up in the Obi-Wan series because that takes place before oh, yeah. Rebels. So there could be that as well. But I think if we ever saw him, it would be have to be Freddie Prince Jr. playing yeah, him because right. he does the voice. And he is an actor. Yes. So you'd think that that would be him. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, we don't know much about this Obi-Wan series. This is completely rumor. And I think that is, I do think it is safe to say that the time frame is going to be between, um, between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. That's the, that's the 20 year time frame. And it's Obi-Wan on Tatooine, uh, hanging out, watching Luke, but also getting into other shenanigans because what are you going to do for 20 years, right? He's going to get bored. And Tatooine is an exciting, as much as Luke thought it was boring, Tatooine is an exciting place to live. Yeah. And, right? Well, that the danger uh, of them doing that is that they overplay their hand, and they're like, "Oh, look what was going on on Tatooine!" And there's this sort of like, you know, Uncle Owen is farming and like a mile away. It's the biggest war ever, and like right. that kind of stuff. It could that... well, they they did that a bit on Rebels, right? Remember the episode where Obi Wan kills Maul, and they're like in the distance, you saw Luke walking along or something like that. I, I That's think the danger. That was... That can work yeah. in a cartoon, but it becomes a tougher sell in live action. <laughs> and the other thing is, you're uh, if he's put there to watch over Luke, and then he hops on the next transport ship out of there, that would be that wouldn't be good, unless of course he had somebody to full to uh, take his place or something like that. But so you got to be careful how you handle it. Now, because it's Hugh McGregor starring in this, I I have a suspicion that it'll start probably right after Revenge of the Sith. Um, because uh, eventually, what they did in Rebels is they did make him look more like Alec Guinness, like that. The uh, the uh, animated Obi Wan in Rebels was like a Sir Alec Guinness um, uh, one, and it sounded more like him as well, as opposed to the uh, the you oh, McGregor. Although you McGregor did a good Alec Guinness impression in in those movies, but anyway, that's uh, that's uh, something to keep an eye out for as well. Um, then the last piece I have here to talk about. It's an interesting, again, this could be another clickbaity thing, but it's not much substance to this, but it is from Inverse. And it says, Lucasfilm president teases an ancient setting for the next Star Wars movie. And this is based on an uh, interview that Kathleen Kennedy did with The Wrap, in which she discussed the future of the franchise. And the quote here is that stories have been told within this universe for the last 40 odd years. And now there's now the realization that this is a mythology that actually spans about 25,000 years. So that's, that was her quote. And they're taking that as a hint that the next movies will take place way in like an old Republic kind of a thing. Well, I mean, to say that it's a 25,000 year story, I mean, what does that mean? It means that you can only make about uh, 150 million movies based on, (laughs) 
<laughs> like right. it's sort of that's I think that the time span thing doesn't have a lot of meaning. I mean, we did that one podcast about when it says a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, who is saying it's a long time ago? And and uh, what and what year are they saying it was a long time ago? It could still be in our future, in Earth's future. Right. But uh, so so it's. Isn't that what Battlestar Galactica was in in a way? That was still, yeah. They actually went to Earth. They actually Galactica. did, yeah. But there was a there was a tie-in or something. They tied it into Earth, like they were from Earth originally or something like that. I can't yeah, what happened there? That, yeah, their species I think was from Earth originally, so they had to get back. And then they got back to Earth in ba- in uh, Battlestar Galactica, nineteen eighty-five. That's right. <laughs> and they, they were, but this could be it could be the same thing for yeah. Star Wars. I mean, it could be like the humans on this planet could be humans from the Star Wars yeah. universe that just forgot about the rest of the universe and just kind of we've been like stuck here on this planet yeah. and we forgot we've lost the technology to communicate with the rest. of So they're all still out there, um, right? But but you think that they would go down for, as far as like a I'm, I'm talking about the mainstream movies here, like which is the primary way in which most people interact with the Star Wars brand. Would they go to an old Republic set? film in this in this franchise yeah i think they would yeah i think they would although i think the the thing that will stop it and for in the in the um sort of recent in recent times is the two the two guys from um game of thrones ended up Uh, like i think if anybody was going to do that i think it was them and that's why they got them because they shown that that's kind of their specialty and then they ended up. Now they're not doing one. So that. Well, get. Yeah, there's an easy fix for that. Get whoever does The Witcher. That would be. Yeah. That would solve that. Actually, in a pinch, like that's that's a very yeah, good show. Yeah. Uh, hey, except it's The Witcher with a much larger budget. If you if you go to Star yeah. Wars, then somebody who's capable of telling stories with a bigger budget then suddenly has all the effects in the world open up to them, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think I think we'll see that in our lifetime. But when? That's a very good question. Well, yeah, and I don't think it's going to be the next movies. No. I don't think they can stray too far away from what has worked for Star Wars, especially like, well, to them anyway, from the Lucasfilm point of view, the big failure solo uh, took place, you know, 10 years before the main movies and replaced like a beloved character with a new actor and they feel that didn't work. So they're not going to do anything crazy like that, um, but they're going to I don't, actually, actually I, I do think, as we've discussed before, I think it will be the broom boy uh trilogy as it were like it'll be ryan johnson's um kind of a story about how other it'll take place in and around the new trilogy and show how the how the force is kind of growing back and maybe it will be ray training a new generation of, of jedi that could it be could what it be. is broom boy that's exactly right so uh, we'll have to see. But I, I just, I, again, this is like them taking way. I mean, and by the way, Kathleen Kennedy, we've known like now we're I don't know who's just realizing it now, but we've all known Star Wars fans have known for decades that, you know, all the books and the comic books and all this stuff that's been written. I don't know how much of it goes back 25,000 years, not a ton. Like I know the old Republic stuff. That's about 4,000 years before, before the main movies, right? Like the Knights of the old Republic uh, video game. And there's a book series, I think, and that kind of stuff. That's all like, that's not too far in the past. 25,000 years in the past, I don't know what what takes place then. Do you remember? No, only George Lucas knows. No, but were, were there any books that were released? That, that oh, there probably there probably were, but that's all been wiped. 
Well, I know, but they still we know that they still borrow from it, right? They made Thrawn a character in Rebels. They've borrowed certain things from the books to make re- make canon in Star Wars, and they will continue to do that. So whatever book is set, um, let me just check quickly. Sure. I mean, I never, you know, I read the books that everybody read, which was the Thrawn trilogy and uh, the Han Solo books and um, some others with the, and uh, on a sliding scale of terrific to terrible. And, you know, <laughs> they're, they're sort of, you know, quality wise, it kind of went went across the board. So it was hard. I don't think any. Well, I shouldn't say that, but I'll bet you very few people have read everything that was ever published. There's too much. No, 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 it's true. What'd you find? Uh, I'm just Googling it here. Yeah, here's a few. Uh, Dawn of the Jedi series is uh, 25,000 years before the Republic. There's two books. <laughs> That's it. And then everything else is 5,000 years before. Like all the old old Galactic Republic series. That's 5,000 years before. So really, we've got 25,000 years back for two books and then 5,000 years back for a bunch of other books, maybe, I don't know, 20 or so. And then everything else takes place pretty much around the same era as, uh, as what we know. So interesting. I'll have to try and I'll check those, those Dawn of the Republic books. Maybe I can take it out of the library and, and check it out. Oh yeah. That, that would actually be very interesting. But once again, there's no, I mean, who knows where they might go with this, Yeah. you know, and it also, it also depends. My guess also is, uh, every filmmaker who comes to Star Wars has their own idea of what it is that they would like to shoot. Oh, sorry. Dawn of the Jedi is a comic book series by Dark Horse. And it was in 2013. And then, of course, it got canceled because the comic books moved over to Marvel when when uh, Disney bought uh, Star Wars. So they have not continued it after 2013. So that's a comic book series. Interesting. All right. What about you? Any, uh, any new finds for the toys this week? Uh, well, before that, I actually had... A couple of experiences seeing Star Wars-related stuff on TV, which I completely did not expect. The first one was on BBC. BBC is now showing on a loop, and that's the BBC News Channel. So this tends to be more on Saturdays and Sundays when they don't do 24-hour broadcasting. There's a TV show called Toy Empire. I saw it listed in the listings. Toy Empire. Okay. And I was like, okay, what's this? And so I tuned in, and to my surprise, it was all about Star Wars toys in the UK. Ah, and it's a, it's like it's quick. It's a quick. I think it's half an hour. It's thirty minutes long, so it's a real quick thing. And it's about I think it's called Palatoy, P A L I T O Y. It also wouldn't surprise me if this is on YouTube. Um, and it's sort of about the British perspective on Star Wars figures and how the UK sort of arm uh, of the United States. Did they didn't get to choose the designs or anything? They kind of got stuck with what was going there. But some of the other stuff that they were in charge of was packaging, and um, and for instance, they had the cardboard Death Star. They didn't have the American giant plastic Death Star. So they sort of discussed some of the differences among Star Wars toys, and and once again interview the people who were working at Palatoy at the time. So it was pretty good. It was like a quick 30 minutes. I was like, wow, this is really good. What are, what are the odds that, it, that we'd ever see this? So it kind of reminded me of the toys you know, the toys that made us on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. This is like the British version of that. So it was pretty good. Then the second thing that I stumbled across without realizing there'd be any Star Wars connection whatsoever is HBO has just started a documentary series called The Vow. And the series... Oh, I know what that's about. Yes. It's it about starts, the cult. Yes, it starts slowly. 
so the first episode I watched it, and there's a lot of hints that something's not right with this club <laughs> that people are joining. And the unexpected hero of the uh, very first episode is none other than the actress who played Aunt Beru. And they even, uh, the young Aunt Beru. Yeah. Um, Bonnie, P- I can't, I don't know how I say her last name, P.S. or P.S.E.? But anyway, she is, I can't remember how they pronounce it on the show, so I'm going to have to go back. But she shows up on the show, and she also starts sort of hanging out with this group that's, it's, and it's, there's sort of cultish aspects, but they seem like they're dedicated to self-improvement. So, so far, and even in the first episode, you're, you're like, this is kind of benign stuff. Everybody's, they're just kind of making themselves better people and being ethical. So she joins up and starts dating a guy who's Sorry, a so this is for for real like this is an yes. arena. this this actress did join the join She joined it. it. Oh yeah. okay. So so she's in it and um and uh you see her and there's video footage of her at the meetings and stuff. But then the first episode ends with her calling her boyfriend who is also a member of this group and we don't we still don't know enough about them. <laughs> but uh and she calls and she says to him, and they, and I guess he must, he's a filmmaker, so I guess he must have recorded everything. And she says at the end of the episode, she calls him and she says, I just can't be part of this anymore. And he's like, why? What's the problem? And she's like, there's just something. And she goes, hey, you, you should admit it too. There's something wrong with this business kind of thing. And that's where the episode ends. Yeah, she's the first person to express there's something wrong here. I didn't realize that it was using actual footage from within the within the um, cult. Um, I do know a little bit about that because one of the higher ups in that organization was an actress who was on Smallville. Um, she I don't remember the name of her character, but she played a character on Smallville, which was of course was that TV show about Superman. She is in the documentary too. Yeah, and she came to Winnipeg uh, not too long ago, uh, before all this stuff happened. Obviously, uh, you know, kind of outing what they were doing with with this uh, organization. But she was she was here in Winnipeg for a convention. I don't know, five years ago maybe, um, and and then after the, shortly after that, all the uh, everything was revealed to the world as far as what was going on behind the scenes there. And I don't want to spoil it for those who want to watch the documentary. As far as the uh, the British thing goes, I thought it was interesting. Um, one thing I learned recently uh, about British toys, and I've talked about the the channel Toy Galaxy quite a bit. I watch this guy every week. He puts up a new video about different toys and different stuff like that. And he talked about a while ago. Um, uh, the G.I. Joe um, brand in Britain, which was called Action Man. And I had no idea. Like, as somebody who liked, I loved G.I. Joe when I was a kid, um, they completely rebranded it, had a different story, everything. It was completely different. The bad guys were different. It was so weird. They took the same toys and they packaged them differently, gave them different names, and, a com- like, you know, completely different mythology for that as opposed to G.I. Joe, which was very American, right? G.I. Joe, the branding, the colors... Uh, was it America's greatest? I don't remember the t- the tagline, but it was something about greatest American hero, right? Is that what it was? Uh, Maybe that, was that was a TV show. Uh, <laughs> America's soldier. America I don't remember something, something to do with America. Yeah. It was it was a very very pro raw raw America, which of course won't fly in Britain, so they had to rebrand it. So that, I thought that was a really interesting revelation, and I do want to see this uh, this this show you're talking about when they talk about. Um, with uh, respect to Star Wars toys in Britain. And I, I feel like it's something that we never talk about. Like, I have friends who are British and who grew up in England, and I've never, ever talked to them about what kind of toys they played with as a kid. It's just not something that that you really talk about, I guess, as grown men. But I probably should. It would be interesting to have somebody on and talk about that, right? 
what watching Star Wars is like in the in the UK. And the weird thing about being Canadian uh, when it comes to Star Wars collecting is we kind of got both. We got yeah. both from the US. So I had the plastic American Death Star, the one that, that most people who listen to this podcast would recognize with the little um, the little Dianoga monster and the mm-hmm. trash compactor at the bottom. And my friend had the cardboard Death Star from the UK. And actually the cardboard Death Star was probably a more accurate representation of the hallways of the Death Star and and uh because it was round as well and the trash compactor had a little flap that you could push them through sort of thing <laughs> so it's kind of, and it even said trash on it i think so like it wasn't it wasn't really like the movie but uh it's 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 funny it was it's kind of cool and the that action man guy does show up in that toy empire documentary where they kind of show uh they do they show a little bit about how the toys were different uh across the pond and part of the reason is they don't have as big they don't. They didn't have as big a market for the stuff as the, clearly as as uh, we had in North America. Interesting. Yeah. You just reminded me of one more thing I wanted to mention, yeah. and that is that I follow. I, I mentioned already. I follow a number of st- t- uh, Star Wars related uh, accounts on TikTok. Excuse me. And um, this is one that that shows. I don't know. It shows various scenes from various movies, and there's always something of interest uh, for Star Star Wars related. On this channel, and the one scene they showed, it said a deleted scene from *Empire Strikes Back*, and I'd never seen this before. And it shows the scene shows C-3PO. It's in the, it's in Hoth in the Hoth base as the Empire is coming in, and you see C-3PO walk by. You're nodding your head because you know what I'm talking about. Uh, C-3PO walks by, rips off a sign off a door, and you don't know what the sign says because it's in the language of Star Wars, whatever language that is, basic. And he rips the sign off and walks away. And then the stormtroopers, the snowtroopers, come up and they open the door, and all of a sudden a Wampa arm comes out and grabs one snowtrooper and pulls him in. And then the other storm snowtrooper closes the door. And then kind of listens, and you can hear the guy like getting eaten. And then Darth Vader comes up. Yeah, you've seen this? Yes, it's uh, it's an extra on one of the DVDs, uh, and actually in the Empire Strikes Back trailer, they show C three PO taking the sign off the door, which never made it into the finished wow film. And it's kind of a cool idea for a scene. Well, and, and I mean, the womp arm looked really fake, so maybe that's why they ended up cutting it. They would have had to do something with that. Yeah, they, yeah. like I know that they improved the wampa in the in the later versions, um, but uh, yeah, it was uh, like I just thought it was kind of funny that they would like have a wampa in a room. First of all, they captured it. They captured the one that caught Luke. How did that work? And uh, and then they don't instead of having like a real sign, they just put the sticker, this poster on the door saying "Do not enter wampa inside" or whatever the hell that thing said. I thought that was just a funny little. Thing. Um, it's a funny yeah. idea. It yeah, is, yeah, you're right. That never occurred to me. Did they catch the Wampa that caught Luke? Or was this just one wandering around and they, they caught it because it was dangerous and they wanted to kind of, maybe they wanted to study it. Maybe they're studying the life life forms of Hoth. Um, I'm sure there's not very many, but, you know, anyway. Well, only one arm came out of the door, so the other arm had been sliced off. Maybe. It could have been, yeah, it could have been the one that was sliced off. Yes, that's true. Uh, you know, a, a real nerd would go in and check to make sure that, see if it was the left or the right arm and compare that to which arm got cut off <laughs> Ooh, of the Wampa. That's so, something we could probably do. I could probably do that. Yes. Someone's going to spoil right. it for us before anyway, we get around to it. I, was, I thought that was really funny. So, probably yeah, enough. that's again, that's, and I don't know what, I can't remember the name of the channel, but again, if you search Star Wars on TikTok, you'll see all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff like this. And it continues to be a lot of fun for me to watch uh, Star Wars related content on TikTok. You, you, uh, you asked me about toys before, and here's my very quick update. Uh, I went to Toys R Us, and it was one of the worst selections of Star Wars toys I have ever seen in my life. 
GameStop keeps getting in the occasional thing. It's trickling in. But Toys R Us had nothing. Mm. It was like, it was sad. Like, it, it looked like it looked when there were no Star Wars movies. Well, there are no Star Wars movies, so maybe that's maybe that's to <laughs> when, be expected right now. When there was no Star Wars anything. Oh, okay. Is what it looks oh, like. Oh, in the like, dark times. It, it is In very, the dark times of the 90s when we didn't have any Star Wars. It's one tiny little... And actually, the reason I went to Toys R Us is because I need an Xbox One controller. Oh, yes. And I, as it turns out, that's the... Uh, forget it. You can't buy one. Sorry. You, what? We, yeah, they're sold out everywhere. I guess because of the... With the pandemic, everybody wants to play more xbox i guess and so you cannot in this city find then again maybe the, the shipment's supposed to come in this week can you order <laughs> one from amazon maybe maybe you can do that way i was I don't gonna know. do that but the problem is well first of all uh all of that stuff is delayed months because True. of that too and uh we had a, a shipment from amazon us sit in new york for three weeks or something just because of this all the bs going on in the u.s with the postal service so it's kind of like it's not a great time <laughs> to need to buy something. Oh, well. Well, hopefully you get your uh, controller so you can play uh, Red Dead Redemption. I know that's why you're getting it. I might never uh, play it at this rate. <laughs> and anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, you can listen to the last episode of the yeah. Meeting Nerds at Kenton. We'll talk about it then. Uh, until next week, we're going to start our classes, of course, on Monday. And we'll, we'll continue recording uh, remotely our, our various podcasts from here uh, but you can also uh, engage with us on social media um, at Dan Vatabonker, at Kenton Larson. We're linked in the show notes below as well. And uh, I th- I'm feeling like we should start asking people to give us a rating on iTunes. What do you think? Should we start putting that into our calls to action? Why not? Because uh, I feel like, it, it, you know, we've, we've never really done this. This is something both of us, it's ironic that both of us are, you know, instructors in, in the communications program. We've taught both taught marketing and we don't really market this podcast at all. So uh, we have a very small, dedicated audience that listens to us, and we're very grateful for that. But I think if you give us a rating, and it doesn't have to be five stars. If you don't want to rate us five stars, that's fine. Any rating will do. Rating and review on on Apple Podcasts, or I believe Google Play as well, and possibly Spotify. Um, You can actually help us kind of get in front of more people. So go ahead and do that. You should find uh, all that stuff on your phone as you're kind of scrolling through uh, the show notes and that kind of stuff. Perfect. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Star Wars Nerds. I'm Dan Vatabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the force hit you on the ass. Going to Toshi Station to pick up the power converter. TK421, do you copy?